from Television City in Hollywood. Boy, the way Glenn Miller plays. Welcome to All in the Podcast, uh, weekly rewatch podcast. I'm sure you guys got the gist already, but it's we're starting season two today. I'm Gus Constantelis. I'm Alex Hajar. Be excited. Yay. We're starting season two. This is so fun. And season two is off to a different start so far. It is so different. Yeah. Yeah. It's not nearly as political. It's really not political at all. They make a couple of a couple of political comments. Right, but nothing crazy. Exactly. I, as I mentioned, I mentioned this in an earlier episode, but season two is definitely more about morality because I feel like the writers were like, okay, we can't be very, very political 24 times over the course of a year because like that is, we're going to run out of shit very quickly. And so they were like, okay, what if we make it more about like morals and like that gray area? Right. And you also had mentioned um, in, a, in a previous episode that we recorded that they're trying now to portray what the family is like. Like, the family is starting to move on with their lives, so we're less focused on the political issues right. that underpin the entire 1970s, and we're focused now on the bunkers as a family unit right. and how they are progressing and how they are growing And I'm sure that's a note them. that they got from, like, either the network or audience members. They were just like, okay, yeah, but, like, who are these people outside yeah, the of, like... The suggestion box Right, the, the audience, suggestion the studio box. audience Because pre-social box. media, what did people do? It's so interesting. Yeah, no, they, they, I mean, there really was no voice. There was no citizen journalism, journalism at least right. not the way that we're familiar I with. I guess it. all they had to rely on was, like, you know, again, yeah, newspapers and, like... But even that was, like... With social media, it's so easy because you'll air an episode and during the episode, people will be like, I fucking hate this. And live or, tweeting, yeah. And live tweet it. But, like, back then it was like, you had to wait a week or a couple of days to find out if people For liked your episode. a professional review. Yeah. yeah. There's an episode of the Dick Van Dyke Show because in the Dick Van Dyke Show, he is a writer on a TV show. And so he gets feedback sometimes from his neighbors and his neighbors were like, didn't really like that episode you did last night. And he's always like, fuck you. Like, I guess that's how... I guess Gene calls. Stapleton went home and they were like, yeah, Edith, mm, no. <laughs> Lots of snail mail. <laughs> Lots yeah. of snail mail. Um, this show calls. definitely got a lot of snail mail. I'm sure they got letters every week that were oh, like, no doubt. burn this shit to the ground. No doubt. Uh, no doubt. Featuring Gwen Stefani. Um, <laughs> That's enough. That's enough. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. <laughs> Did I outgate you, myself? You outgate yourself. Okay, cool. Um, so this episode is about, um, they have a cousin staying with us. It's a second cousin of Archie's. And they, throughout the first like seven minutes, they just mention how much of a freeloader he is and how much Archie hates him and how awful he is and how disgusting of a human being he looks like, that he has warts on his hand, that he covers up with a glove. And he you're sat just on like, Archie's face when they were children. Yeah, that was like the main fucking thing, which like, fine, like I've had plenty of people sit on my face. <laughs> But in a very yeah, but you don't want them dead for it, right? But in a different spoiler way. alert, Oscar dies. I sat on someone's face yesterday. Hey, but then oh yeah, so then it's kind of like um uh, a slow build of, of an episode because the first seven minutes are like rah, 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 rah. he's a freeloader. You never see him, and then Mike comes down and he's like, yeah, he's dead. And Archie's like, well, he's dead. And then they're like, he's dead. <laughs> and then. And then, then they, then the family comes over. They're trying to organize the funeral. Archie doesn't want to pay any money for it. Eventually, like morality kicks in, and he ends up paying like over six hundred dollars for this person's funeral that he hates. That's the that's episode. The in episode. The yeah. So it's very, yeah. I mean, the the episode is very much the. Um, I think we were talking about this earlier. That comedic trope of we're going to have an episode about a relative who dies, and um, the living members are ambivalent about the relative's death, and it's going to be the cause for our gallows humor throughout right. the episode. That's yeah. very much what it's like. But um, I think this is one of the first times that this happened on TV because yes. Because I think, well, because Mary Tyler Moore did an episode like this, but it wasn't until 1976 or 7, the Chuckles episode, which is the famous Mary Tyler Moore episode. Oh, okay. Chuckles Bites the Dust. 
Oh, okay. Oh, it's no, a great episode. That. It's such a funny episode. And Mary Tyler Moore, one of the people on that work at her network is a clown and he dies and he was like really funny and Mary shows up to the funeral and just can't stop laughing at his funeral and she's like having a fit and everyone else is like shut the fuck up because like the whole time everyone else is making jokes and Mary's like you're all being insensitive and then at the funeral she like busts out into tears it's like so funny it's so interesting that funerals are the site of comedy for a lot of sitcoms so we have yeah. Yeah, so we have this episode in All in the Family which fascinatingly enough opens up season two and I want to return to that in a second but we have that episode of All in the Family we have what is probably my favorite Everybody Loves Raymond episode where they're at a funeral for someone um oh my god I can't remember exactly the details of the episode it might have been someone who Frank the grandpa might have had like a crush on or something along those lines Uh um and that, that's a hilarious episode. There's the episode that I just watched of Shameless where Monica dies, the mother. There's an episode of Roseanne where her father dies. And There's that's an episode. An episode. That's yeah. one of their most famous episodes. There's an episode of Golden Girls where their neighbor dies at like a town hall meeting because they're trying to get a, she's trying to get a tree taken down and everyone wants the tree and she dies. And she, they're like, wow, she's such a miserable fucking person. And then they all decide to throw her a funeral because she was such a miserable person and no one is going to do the funeral for her. And they show up to the funeral and like they think like people are going to show up and no one shows up. And they're just like, fuck, wow, what a shitty fucking person. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, I'm trying to think of other examples. I mean, there are so many of them. This yeah. is definitely a common trope. Yeah. And oh, I, yeah. I, it's, it's interesting to consider how... Um, the funeral acts as the site of comedy. Like, what is so right. funny about death? Well, I think it's because... I think it, especially in this episode, it's like that family member you don't really like or don't really know that well that dies and you're like, fuck, I have to go do this now? Like, more of like a moral obligation as opposed to like, right. a, I'm sad. Right, yeah, you know? it's, it's performative grief. Right, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Because I was thinking throughout this episode of like people that in my family that have died or like, that I didn't know that well that died. And I was like, yeah, cool. Or like, I mean, I can name names. My uncle, my uncle died and he he was kind of our, he was kind of our cousin Oscar. Like when he died, he like was kind of a freeloader. He always asked people for money. Like, this is a great story. One time we were living in like a tiny apartment in Brooklyn. And one time I like woke up in the morning. I was seven years old. I woke up and I was like, where are all our knives? And my mom was like, don't talk about it. And I was like, what happened? And then my dad was like, your uncle stole all our knives. He came over in the middle of the night and took all our knives. And we knew it was him, but like we didn't want to say anything. And then like a couple weeks later, it was like Thanksgiving and we went to our uncle's house for like Thanksgiving dinner. And I was like, there were the knives. (laughs) I was like using our knives to like cut the food. And I was like, in front of the whole family, I was like, oh my God, mom, it's our knives. Maybe (laughs) we should take them back. And my mom gave me, my mom will either like scream and just beat the shit out of you or she'll give you a look which is so much worse and she'll just she looked at me across the room and was like don't ever speak again literally (laughs) never again (laughs) if you literally open your mouth one more time in your shitty life i will fucking murder you and the whole family was like oh this is so awkward so what was that funeral like well here's the thing um the, the whole life people kind of just like he was a freeloader. He was, like, involved with the mob at one point. Like, we had to, like, have a family meeting and get him out of his, like, mob drama. It was a whole situation. But then, I mean, he it was sad. He got cancer and he died. But they shipped him to Greece. Like, they he went to Greece with cancer to die in Greece. 
Oh. And so no one really went to the funeral. Plus, like, his, he had kind of estranged the whole family by this point. So, like, no one really wanted to go. Wow. Even me, like, I went to Greece to visit him, like, one last time. And, like, just stayed in the village for, like, a whole day. And it was like, I'm here to see him. And I kept calling them. And they were like, oh, we're on our way. We're on our way. And they never showed up. So, like, I had to leave. And I was like, um, are you fucking kidding me? I went three hours out of my way to come see you. And you didn't fucking come meet me? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> So I was like, fuck you <laughs> at the end of it. I felt bad, wow. but I was like, I made it all the way here to see you and you didn't fucking show up. Like, fuck you. I've never had an experience like that before um, where a family member died and we didn't know how to feel about it. But I've definitely been to funerals that were awkward before. Um, a good friend of mine, um, her father died a couple of years ago. And I knew that she had a very fraught relationship with her father. And I knew that there was a lot there. Um... It was it was a very weird funeral though. Like right. the, the kids gave the eulogy. Like her, uh, she and her Ooh. twin brother gave the eulogy. How and old was she at the time? She was, I want to say, nineteen, twenty. Oh, that's a rough. That's a rough age. So she and her twin brother gave the eulogy, and it was, I mean, it it was it was a nice eulogy, but it was also just very short and very Ooh. like you could tell that they didn't have much of a relationship because the only thing she had to say, the only thing either of them really had to say was. You made really good meatballs, and you signed me up for Little League, and remember that time you came to my Little League game, and you were there, and you watched me in Little League, and <laughs> I miss you, Dad, and it was, it was so painful. Like, I don't know what was more painful, like, attending this funeral and knowing that my friend had just lost her father, or listening to that fucking That's eulogy. fucking was, horrible. It's so weird, but yet it's it's fodder for so many sitcom right, episodes. Right, I mean, the thing is, is like, the, I don't know, I mean, episodes like this help me deal with with my own grief in a way. Cause like I've had a lot of family members die at this point and it really helps. Cause it's like, it is funny. It's funny. Cause they're dead. You like, I don't know. <laughs> it's funny. Cause they're dead. It's like an awkwardness of like, how much did I, you know, what did this person mean in my life? And like the grander scheme of things. Like when my grandpa died, I was kind of like, you were very important to me as a child, but like later in life, like, especially after like, cause he moved back to Greece when I was like nine or 10 and I just didn't see him for like 10 11 years and then he died and I was like cool like I always thought he was a cool dude we never had a real relationship though like it was always like how you doing good right and then he got really 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 sick and then I went to the village again I always go to this village to see dying people is what this is the running theme of this podcast is me going back to this village to visit dying relatives <laughs> and I went back and I saw him and he was like done like he had lost like 100 pounds he was like 90 pounds he was like almost dead Literally two days after I saw him, he died. Like, this was how, like, decrepit he looked. Way to go. And I was like, holy shit. And then I walked into the room and I hadn't seen him in, like, you know, five years or whatever it was. And he was like, he called my name and I was like, oh my God, you know my name? And then it was such a weird moment. And then I told my mom that story and she started crying. She's like, he knew your name. And I was like, oh my God, what's happening? It was so weird. Yeah. Well, we spoke about how season one was, like you said, very topical, very political. And I think season one offers us a very one dimensional portrait of each yeah. character and what they're right. about. So now season one was a huge success. Not the first time, but the second right. time when they, they re-aired it during, re-air the, during summer. the summer. Yeah. So now, you know, the stakes are high and they have to keep up the success and they have to really start complicating the image right. of each character in right. the show. And I don't think that anything offers as complex and intricate a portrait of the human condition um, than death. 
how yeah. we how we cope with our own mortality, right. how we cope with the death of loved ones, how we cope with the death of people we didn't necessarily love. But now we, we have to take care of. Right, yeah. yeah. The performative nature of grief in general, the idea that no one really knew anything about this guy or liked him, yet everyone feels the need to feel sad. Right. So, it, you know, I mean, I think that this is an important episode to start off season two because this is where you see the writers really adding some different gradients and different shades to each character. So we're starting to learn more about how the characters right. act. And again, we see a piece of Archie that is actually empathetic. And right. we realize he's not entirely well, just a Well, and I think sociopath. you really get to see Edith being his moral compass in this. Because, like, she's the one that's like, we're not having a funeral. And he's like, no, 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 we're not doing this. And she's the one to kind of be like, Archie, no, we have to do this. Like, no matter what, like, legal obligations aside, we have to do this. Like... And then he, that's when he turns around and looks at everybody and he's like, okay, fine, the funeral's going to be Saturday. And then the funeral director's like, no, 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 Friday's better. <laughs> I mean, as always, Edith is the definition of your better half. Like, right. she is his right. better half right. in every sense right. of the word. But she's such an interesting character. I feel like she especially is such a surprising character in this because literally when he is freaking out, she's like, she has that great moment where he's like, I have to tell you something, Edith. And she just looks at him and he, she's goes, like, Ask is dead, isn't he? Archie? <laughs> but it's funny that she says that because the episode starts off with her just being more of a dipshit than we've ever seen her. Right. Yeah. Like at one point she says something to Archie. Like she goes, um, your sister had a brother. And he goes, why would you say that? Like, don't you mean like, he's like, if my sister had a brother, then he's my brother too. <laughs> and she's like, yes, Achi, that's how it works in a lot of like families. Like my sister, like, Helen is also my sister. sister. Yeah. Like, isn't she, like, it was so <laughs> like, just like the stupidest moment. Yeah. But they dipped her like, up this, in this yeah, one. And yeah. then she really has like that moment of insight where she's just like, ask is dead. Isn't he Archie? It's so, so crazy. But then also when Gloria's freaking out, because the the problem with Mike, Mike and Archie are so fucking misogynistic. They're like, women, calm down. And meanwhile, they're freaking out. And Edith's the only one in the room that's like, oh, we have to call a doctor so he can come and like get the body out. And she's like very level headed. She's just like, this is what we have to do. Like, don't you guys know? And then throughout the episode, she's just kind of like, okay, well, this is, this is what it's like. She never really grieves. She's just kind of like, all right, we got to do this. This is what people do. And then she does it and it's done. And you're like damn Edith like, right and then after the funeral Gloria or Mike is like oh what a travesty and she goes it was nice wasn't it <laughs> like and then she just goes right back and you're like who are you yeah. she's so interesting she also is Mike is a dipshit in this one too yeah, Mike is always a dipshit I'm sorry he's, he's such a fucking he's dumbass my least favorite that handlebar character. the handlebar mustache situation in this episode is like killing me I know I know like, I, his hair his slouch like God. oh god I don't know how anyone sober or unmedicated could be attracted to I don't to understand him. Gloria must be like fully and she's so cute too. she's like, so she's, adorable she, like, she, yeah she's such a like a little china doll and she's married to this fuck Right. She's married to this fuck. She's married to this fuck. <laughs> With a fucking handlebar. Yeah. Um, um, I remember when I remember when my grandma died, I like she was also she was very like cousin Oscary, like I mean she's very like Archie Bunkery where like my like when Archie Bunker at the end is like when when Archie Bunker throws a funeral people show up like that was yeah, my grandma my yeah, grandma yeah. was like when i die even when she was alive she was like when i die people are gonna show the fuck up and they did like my dad because my dad went to her funeral and he was like holy shit like the whole town was there for this bitch and i was like yeah she was popular 
Yeah, he de- yeah he definitely has that Willy Mo- Willy Loman moment at the end of the episode, and I think it's the I, I don't think that the writers let us latch onto anything in this episode because throughout the entire episode you're just like yeah this is typical Archie and his borderline sociopathy like look at the way he's talking about a dead person like he's so mean he's crude and then he has that moment where he realizes how much this means to other people yeah and we're like oh wow maybe Archie is a good person after all and then in the very the very last minute of the episode they pull that out where he makes yeah. the funeral entirely about him and he he insists that the funeral is proof of his popularity. Right, like, yeah. like when I throw a funeral, everyone shows up and you're like, oh no, he's a dick. You're like like we're, we're going to pick up exactly in the same place we left off next week. Right, yeah. 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 I mean, very, very sitcom 1971. Well, is it 1972 at this point? No, it's 1971. So the first season aired 1971, starting in like January. And so this, they aired it over the summer again. It's it, it was like January to April of season one, and then they aired it during the summer again, and this was September 1971. Oh, wow. So this season okay. is 71, 72 by the end of it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's an interesting way to start off the second season. Right, Definitely yeah. an interesting way. And What's weird is Crackle has the second episode of the second season first, and then this episode second, but it's definitely, this is the one that aired first, according right. to Wikipedia, so... So just so you all know. <laughs> okay. It's interesting. And I mean, again, I've seen so many of the episodes, probably almost all of them, but I don't I don't remember which episodes are in season two. So now right. I kind of feel like a 1970s viewer and I'm like, oh, I wonder what's going to be next week. I wonder, right. I wonder what Norman Lear has in store for us next right. week. Well, this is such a dark episode. Like, I mean, now I don't think it would play as dark, but like definitely like probably until the 90s, this was a very, very, very dark episode. Like... Just, like, someone dying and everyone just, like, Archie just being, like, fuck that guy. Like, he sucks. And just, like, being so worried about, like, the payment of his, like, funeral. Like, that is so dark. Right. I mean, talk about upping the ante. Right. Like, and no better even, way to up the ante right. than to have people joke about a person's death. But even Mrs. Jefferson comes in and he's oh like, yeah, God. cool. That is such a funny fucking moment. I don't That's, care. Oh, my God. He, she's just like, was it an untimely death? And he was like, yeah, it was around lunchtime. And then, she, and then, and then she goes, goes okay, well, I kitchen. made you a cake. I'm really sorry. Here, like, I'm here for you and the family. And Archie whispers to Edith. He says, Edith, we have people coming over. Put a, a, put um put an apron on her so people think she's the maid. <laughs> Fucking lost it. It was so ridiculous. Because at one point when she first comes in, Archie's like really kind of like as cordial as can be to her. He's like, he's like, oh, you know where the kitchen is? Like blah blah blah. And you're just like, wow, like, okay, season two, Archie, like whatever. And then literally a second later, he's like, put an apron on her. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. I can't. What a fucking lunatic. I love it. I can't. That must have been a footnote in the script. They're like, wait a minute. Archie hasn't said anything appalling. Right. In this yeah, definitely. Apart from the fact that he's joking about his dead cousin. Like, he, right. hasn't, he hasn't said anything racist or homophobic or so we have to insert this in. There's definitely like people in my family, I feel like would die and I'd be like, fuck that. person. <laughs> Do you know? I Yeah, I guess I can see that. Right. I, I don't have that relationship with anyone in my family that I would be apathetic toward their death but um i mean i've i've had that moment with old teachers i hated like oh oh yeah like i had oh god there was a nun i who was my religion teacher for three years in middle school and i hated her she was such a wicked human being she was so horrible when she died i was just like okay and then (laughs) okay cool and then it was great well yeah i mean there was her there was the librarian at my school i hated 
that woman. She was such an evil. I'm gonna say her name because fuck her, say Mrs. It. Russo. Fuck you, Mrs. Oh Russo. Oh my god, Mrs. Russo. What a bleeding ass. Why is she I'm was. sorry, but why does every public school or private school, every school in New York City has a Mrs. Russo? Because my elementary school and it's my a, middle school definitely common, had a Mrs. Yeah, it's Russo. It's a common last name, but she was so evil. She was just this morbidly obese, old, witchly woman. Like she had moles all over her face, never saw her smile, never heard her laugh. She was just so mean. And and it never it never made sense why, because she didn't teach. Like she was the fucking librarian. So we would go up to her her room, like once a week to sit down and do like independent reading or she would read us a story or whatever and she was just so mean and so nasty and when she died i was just like oh good Fucked i'm up. like it's about fucking time <laughs> i'm like she, she like a, 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 apparently i heard through the grapevine she died like a very unhappy like, like just a very miserable death i think she like fell down a flight of stairs oh broke, my god broke multiple bones <laughs> this in is her you're body. doing by the way this is, yeah she like oh i definitely put a hex on her <laughs> alex she, had a voodoo doll <laughs> she fell down like an entire flight of stairs like shattered her pelvis <laughs> and just like never <laughs> <laughs> and just like never recovered. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> she That's was so, so mean. Fun. She made me cry in fifth grade because there was um so there was another girl in the seventh grade who had a last name similar to mine. Um, but it, it was spelled it was spelled somewhat similar, but her name was Alexandra and I was Alexander. So in the first day of fifth grade. I'm like, hi, Mrs. Russo. And she goes, you owe me a book. I'm not even exaggerating. That's exactly how she sounded. Like like a, like a cartoon villain's right, voice. Yeah. She goes, she goes, you took out a book and you never gave it back. And I'm like, no, I didn't. Then she goes, yes, this is your name. And I looked at it and I'm like, no, and I know exactly who that student was. I'm like, no, no, this is Alexandra. She's like, you're calling me a liar. She goes, you don't give a back, you don't give back your books. You're going to go to prison and your parents are going to be arrested. So she sends me down, like back down to what? the- she sends me back down to my my classroom hysterically crying and my teacher saw me like like I was like gasping for air like I was so I was like, inconsolable because I thought my parents were going to be arrested because of me <laughs> and I go downstairs and I like tell my teacher and I'm like Miss Russo said I'm going to jail and, and my, te my teacher was like oh she did did she like storms out of the classroom comes back and she's like you can go back to library now Alex so I go back upstairs and Miss Russo was like all right, you're not going to go to jail. Just sit down. Oh my so this God. is the one. So I'm glad she's dead. She is definitely, she definitely I has. I wonder what your fifth grade teacher told her. She probably stormed into the library and she was like, you fucking cunt. Probably. I mean, probably. Probably. I mean, she was. Like, she's definitely sitting on Satan's day as oh, hell no, right now. Oh, no, absolutely. Like, she's such a horrible woman. So when I heard that she died, I was like, good. And then, and then on top of that, they were like, yeah, like she fell down the stairs, like broke all of her bones. <laughs> <laughs> that's some funny shit just like yeah um, like just like soiled herself on like her daughter's bed and then died I'm like <laughs> great I'm I will like, say great. I will say um there was um there was this so my mom used to get to fights a lot when I was young with like women on her block and there was just one woman who like I was meanwhile seven years old like I was watching Hey Arnold and like we used to live on the first floor of like one of those big big apartment buildings and I get like a knock at the window and I was like hi and it was like one of my mom's friends that I just didn't know that they were fighting at the time and I was like hi what's up and she was like can I talk to your mom like is she inside and I go I go over to my mom she's like right in the living room and I was like hey mom like blah 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 is here to see you and she was like tell that fuck bitch I never want to see her again and she starts yelling at me and I was like what and I'm like okay and she's like tell her she's a fucking 
fucking bitch. And I go and I go to the window. I'm just like, she's not here right now. <laughs> and the woman's like, I can hear her in the <laughs> I can hear her in the kitchen. And I was like, I'm sorry, she's not here right now. She's in the shower right now. <laughs> so like, like my mom hears her and she goes to the window. She like pushes me out of the way and goes to the window and she's like fuck you get away from my fucking house you fucking asshole and i was like first of all like no one owns this this is an apartment like in brooklyn calm down and she's screaming at her and they're going back and forth and i'm just like i just want to watch hey arnold please (laughs) and then like years like three years later they were still in a fight or whatever and like we're at church and this woman's ex-husband show like comes to my mom and this was like right after this woman died of like cancer and uh, my mom was like, oh, she died of cancer, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that's sad. And her, her ex-husband comes up to my mom and she, he's just like, wow, what a shame, right? And my mom's like, eh, fuck her. <laughs> in, in church. And I was like, holy shit. The cruelty. Okay, I'm going to one-up you right now. Okay, do it, bitch. Do it. Let's okay, do it. so when I was 10 years old, there was a kid on my block named Michael. And he was a vicious bully and he hated me for some reason. And I'm not entirely sure why until this day, but I used to rollerblade a lot. Like that was my thing. I didn't ride bikes. I oh my God. I used to rollerblade too. I, I loved rollerblading. Oh my God, okay. um, so I would rollerblade like up and down my block and he would look out. He was 11 years old and I was 10 and he would look out his window and see me. He'd be like, look, it's the faggot. And he would run outside <gasps> and like chase me with a broom. He would like throw things in my path so that I would fall. He would oh like push God. me. Like I would come in with like scraped knees and elbows, like crying. He was horrible. And then I remember one day, um, like I came home, like I had really had enough. And I'm like, I hate Michael. I hope he dies. <laughs> and <God>. he did. <laughs> No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He got run over by a car a year later. Like the next day. Oh my God, a year later. Like a year later. Wait, it gets worse. So... Okay, so now now I feel really badly because my friends growing up, like my friends are like, remember when you said you hoped he died? Like it's your fault he died, and I'm like, no, 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 it's not. And then to this add, is why you're gay. And this is this is why I'm, this is why I'm gay. Um, and then do wait to add insult to injury. I'm like, I'll never forget that night. I'm like in my house, and my mom's like, did you hear about that boy on our block who died? And I'm like, yep. And my mom's like, he's the one who was so mean to you. I'm like, yep. My mom's just like, how do you feel? Do you want to talk about it? And I'm like, no, I feel really bad. And my mom's like, you know, it's okay if you don't feel badly he was horrible to you and then the doorbell rings and his uncle because he didn't live on the block it was his uncle who lived on the block but his uncle used to babysit him every day his uncle is standing there with his bicycle and goes here alex you know you know my nephew died and we don't know what to do with this so we thought that you would like his bike (laughs) shut shut the fuck up i'm not joking i'm not joking i have like five people who can corroborate this story his uncle gave me his fucking bicycle did you just take it you were like yeah thanks I would, like, I would my mom's heartbeat. like, oh, my mom's like, oh, thank you so much. This is so nice. Look, Alex, you have a new bicycle as tears are rolling down my face. <laughs> and wow. it was a horrible bicycle. It was the most uncomfortable thing I ever sat on. I was like, God, no wonder this kid died. No. <laughs> God, shut <laughs> up. Wow. So anyway, so anyway, making, so anyway, that's my story. There is humor in death is what we're saying. It brings out the best and wor- worst in us, which is why I think it's such a good comical trope for sitcoms right absolutely because it really does bring out i mean the one of the most famous opening lines of any novel is from the stranger by albert camus where he says that the character it could not be more apathetic about his mom's death the opening line is mama died today or yesterday maybe i don't know 
like just very robotic. Oh, There's some, yeah, de- that death is a very good device for a lot of writers um, because, like I said, it brings out the best and worst in you. Um, it exposes our fears. It exposes it's our we all compassion. Yeah. yeah, it's something that is inevitable no matter right. who you are. Um, it is something that does not care about class, sexuality, right. gender, and it's, and race. And it's also something like, especially in this episode, it's like death is not always someone you love and care about. Sometimes it's just a shitty person that you have to like deal like sometimes someone you don't really like dies and you're like cool you know yeah and there's like an interest like it's an interesting way of looking at death i don't know i remember when my grandma died okay when my grandma died this is not a one-upping this is not as good of a story but when my grandma died i was like heartbroken because i i love like i loved my grandma and like i spent more time with my grandma than my dad ever spent with his mom like at the end of it because like they never she didn't raise him so like i was like heartbroken but that day that she died i was literally on the toilet i was just woken up literally it was 9 a.m i had just woken up it was a snow day it was like complete like a blizzard outside and i was peeing and my mom comes into the bathroom i'm on the toilet and she just goes your grandma died and i was like what so now sometimes when i pee i think of that and i'm like this is fucked up oh my god but then that day i had to go to the shakespeare contest for like high school and like even despite the snow day it was still going on and um miss lapinto was like my coach for the shakespeare contest and i had to do oh, a I monologue I remember you telling yeah. me this story. i had to do a monologue and a soliloquy and i had to do like a cold reading of something and um the monologue was like some king like king henry the fourth speech about power the soliloquy was about death and then the like cold reading was about something else and so i go and i'm like crying the entire way there my friend michael's with me like consoling me i get there i'm like my grandma died and like miss lapinto's like can you do this and i was like i can do this i like taunt like i was like what the fuck am i doing like i shouldn't even be here and then like i go and i do the whole thing and i do the soliloquy i do the cold reading i do it and i thought i did pretty well and i was like wow cool i'm, I'm glad i'm so happy i pulled through and managed to despite my grief actually pull this off and like do it i'm like wow i can i'm a strong person i sit down and miss lapinto's just like the soliloquy was your best but your monologue kind of sucked and i was like are you fucking kidding me my grandma just died you fucking bitch i like went off on her i was like fuck you oh my god did you really i was like fuck you my grandma just died like what the fuck is your problem what did she say to you she was like it's okay whatever you're not gonna win (laughs) i was like fuck you it was so horrible oh my god Oh, anyway. We should probably end there. Yeah, we should, we should end there. This is a fun. There. This is a fun time, guys. Talking about death. This is I gonna think... make or break the podcast. No, I think this is this is what this episode did so well. It probably made people talk about their own shitty experiences with yeah. death. You know, it's great. But until then, you will hear from us next week. Next week, guys, we're gonna be doing uh, uh, an episode called "Gloria Poses in the Nude." Oh snap! Okay, this is this is gonna be an interesting episode. Yes. Tune in. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. This has been all in the podcast. All in the Family was recorded on tape before a live audience.